My name's Rad, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Decepticons, transform and rise up! Calling Autobots! Calling Autobots! This is a battle protocol! Robots with emotions. Robots who can die. Hey folks, and welcome back to Transformers Tuesdays, the fanhole spinoff show where we talk Transformers all the time and every time. I'm Mike, I'll be your host tonight, and joining me tonight is... <laughs> it's Derek. We are two of a kind. We belong together. We are talking uh, the fan club exclusive uh, comic book story entitled Alone Together. Set in the uh, uh, Beast Wars Uprising continuity, um, it ran from uh, issues uh, 55 through 60 of the Fan Club exclusive uh, magazine. It's it's not really it's kind of hard to uh, like access, I guess. Like you, like I, I, me and Derek both had to read scans of it because, like, I think I've only had I, I had a subscription to the fan club for a little while, and I've got some of the magazines, but I think I've only got like one part of this story. And since though, like, I think Fun Publications was the like pro- like produced that magazine, and they don't hold the Transformers license anymore, so I don't know if any of this stuff is ever going to get reprinted or collected. So how how did one like? Because I never I never had a subscription to this fan club magazine. Like, did, it was it because you went to Botcon that you could get a subscription? You like you how? could yeah you could what do you call it? you could just subscribe like on their website or whatever I and see. It's, I see. it was like a bi-monthly magazine and it, okay. I, think, I think it ran for almost like yeah 70 issues or so okay so, okay and they, they you know they had ongoing storylines you know they had like a five-page comic and they had a lot of like good artists and you know writers like do, doing this stuff and they cre- they created a hell of a lot of like you know fiction and like a bunch of micro continuities and like and then they tried to like you know like manage all of them and like make numbers and designations for all of them so i mean it's it's a it's a deep hole of transformers fiction to like dive down but uh right, right. but i there's a couple reasons i picked this story to discuss with you and like uh well, I mean, one of them, as we record this, like just recently, like Chris McFeely did his video on transmutate for Transformers, the basics. And that like reminded me of of this story. And like th- I've always kind of liked this story because it's uh, uh, Naoto uh, Tsushima doing the art. And he's the the dude who drew a uh, uh, battle of the Stargate. Like, I don't know if oh, you okay. remember. Okay. That yet, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, like, so I've always dug his like art. The other reason was like I, I've always been trying to like find trying to find some way to like expose you and Justin to like Beast Wars Uprising, and mm. and I know I'm never gonna get you to read a bunch of prose stories. So like I was like, well, oh wait, like you know this story is a comic book story like set in that universe. In that so, universe, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I kind of yeah. I kind of get the basic idea of Uprising. You know, the fact that they were trying to. I mean, to me, it seems like a lot of that stuff gets incorporated into 
IDW's phase two stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like where I mean, not not strictly speaking, not like the whole what is it like the the micro masters leading to the the size of of maximals and predacons and this whole conservation of energon thing like you know the smaller size means less energon and all that stuff but like the idea that you could incorporate beast era characters with g1 styled characters and just kind of intermingle them all and come up with you know whatever reasons people come up with you know colonies and this and that and the other thing and then and then you have this you know kind of palette of of different eras of of character intermingling and acting with one another and i i get how the you know the the prose novel was was supposed to be something that maybe bridged the gap between g1 and beast wars or like you know tried to tell its own story again intermingling the two different eras of characters and kind of you know just spin its own yarn and then you know reading this i mean it's like you know, I don't know. There, there's some stuff I feel like a little kind of like, is there an issue missing? Is there something that I should know about or whatever? And then I think, you know, because you asked me to revisit the the basics video, too, I noticed, oh, he says after this comic, you know, this this, uh, you know, series of short stories or whatever, the serialized story alone together then aftermath of this is followed up like in some other prose you know storyline or whatever so i'm like oh okay so you know maybe you know to me like you know what that always makes me think of too and this is just pipe dreams and whatever but you know i'm I'm like you know and i know some people probably shy away from stuff like this if they don't you know quote unquote own it or can't get permission from the the owners to do it but but i always think like oh it'd be fun to like make a like an audio book of uprising or an audio book of you know whatever it is that you want to expose people to you know because because to me i mean again i'm lazy i don't read shit you know so sometimes it's like oh if there's an audio book of something i might actually you know give it a listen or something and like, uh, see, and you probably if you've listened to like Transformers Tuesdays for a while, like I probably said this multiple times, but it's like Beast Wars Uprising is like the only Beast Wars story aside from the cartoon that I think is any like super exceptional. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like anything else that touches Beast Wars is either, you know, just OK or not very good. So like and I, I think the reason for that is that it doesn't have to like be like slavishly tied to like the cartoon like everything like whenever they try to do a new beast war story it's always somehow like chained at the ankle to the cartoon because obviously you know we all love the original beast wars cartoon and we want to tie to it but like i feel like they hobble themselves doing that and like uprising is an an entirely is like you know the same um era but it's in an entirely different universe where things like turned out differently. And like, you know, when you read all the novel, the the stories and like, you know, that they built such a like rich world that you wanted to know the history of, like, there's so many like things that they talk about and how like history unfolded in this universe. And you're like, you know, they, they talk about like, uh, you know, oh, like the humans eventually became more technologically advanced than, than the Transformers. And like eventually like they they stomped 
like Galvatron led this entire armada to Earth to conquer it, and the humans like stomped him. And then like that that's like how like uh they it, it, like there's so much like history that you're like, wow, how did that happen? Like and the like there's so many landmarks that they mention that they're like, you know, it's uh, this there's like a giant like I, I you would probably hate it because it, maybe it's like you know uh like you know uh dissing your boy but there's like a there's a landmark i think it's like a giant crater in cybertron and it's called rodimus's folly mm. and then like you never know what it is but like hot rod is still alive in the era of beast wars uprising and he's you know he's just kind of a unit commander and like, but like everyone, everyone kind of like derisively calls him like, oh, I cho- chosen one or whatever. So it's like it's hinted that like Rodimus Prime's like tenure as leader, like ended in like, you know, like tragedy or something like bad happened. So like, but they never really say what it is, but it's just like stuff like that where you're like, you know, I love the world building of it where you're like, man, what happened? Like, you know, why is this, you know, like that? But but yeah, but th- I mean. Alone, alone together is one of the is I think is the first like story actually set in this continuity because they've only before this they had only mentioned it in the profiles of certain characters that the fan club like produced and like I, I think like they had um their trans tech storyline and black arachnia was like running around in that and she was the black arachnia from the uprising universe and like when they did her profile it mentioned like all this stuff that they kind of get into with the in the first chapter or the the prologue chapter of alone together but uh, so does your does your appreciation for the prose uprising does that spill over into alone together like are you are you as passionate about that as you are about the prose novel or or is there uh, some is are some aspects of that passion diluted once we're reading this specific story no like i i, I really like i read this story like in full at least after i read like all of uprising so maybe that added to my appreciation of it but okay. like you know, uh, if I read it without having read Uprising, I don't know. Like, maybe I would just be like, oh, that was cute. Like, see, the thing is, like, characters like Lyo Convoy and Rampage, like, I've always liked them, but, like, they were never, like, my favorite characters. But after reading Uprising, they became, like, favorite characters mm. of mine. Like, because they're just, I just like those versions of them. Like, Rampage, like, Rampage is, like... Okay, Rampage is like the Wolverine of like the Uprising universe, basically. Like, I think, um, you know, if you if you watch the McFeely video, you know, you, you I think they say he, you know, they ha- they have this group of uh, like uh, non-allied Transformers called the X-Bots, like EX-Bots, like basically, and they're basically a ripoff of the X-Men. And X-Bots, like X-Bots, X-Bots, yeah, yeah. Of the day. and you know who who is the Wolverine of the Xbox? It's Rampage. I mean, mm. like he he's got the healing factor. Like he's always you know he's he's at odds with the rest of the team and whatever, and he like goes off on his own and does all this lone wolf stuff. And like like it was really cool because he's still he's still the same character he is in the Beast Wars cartoon. But because of the circumstances of this universe, he's like more like an anti-hero. And like, you know, he like he's he's more like he doesn't, you know, he's no one's like slave or anything. He gets to like do all this stuff. Like, so like, yeah, like 
just changing the circumstances like that's the same thing with like Lyo convoy like i mean he's a good and noble like maximal commander in the normal like you know whatever japanese timeline but in uprising he has to be like this like sort of morally gray like resistance leader like probably akin to like you know uh I don't know, like he's kind of like Benjamin Sisko almost like where, he, you know, he's he, he's on, you know, he's he's on the side of sort of morally right. But he's willing to do like, you know, really dubious things to like you know, make sure the resistance like succeeds. But the most damning thing of all, I think I can live with it. And if I had to do it all over again, I would. But yeah, like in any case, like that's probably going beyond the like purview of what what I you know this this story. But like you know, it, I'm just trying to like explain why like Beast Wars. No, all no, it's is, like, it's super good. cool to me. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's 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 good to hear why you you like Uprising, and then it's good to hear some of the world building and background of this universe because I think I I think for me, just I mean, if we're gonna get into it, I think the toughest of these i guess chapters if you want to call them that for me to read was the prologue because the the prologue just kind of drops you in the middle of this i i think it's a jailbreak for dinobot and like i i don't know that i immediately recognized all the versions of these characters and it has that Jeff Loeb thing where I wasn't sure who the fuck was narrating the story until I got to like I want to say like maybe the second page because it's like you know I'm sitting there reading it the narration and thinking oh well we're introduced to different characters so I'm like is this is this Jawbreaker narrating is this Botanica narrating you know is is this Geckobot narrating like who who of this crew that's, you know, is it, you know, I, I know it wasn't transmutate, but, you know, like, it's like, it's like one of these things where you're introduced to this crew, like kind of pulling off this extraction or whatever. Right. And and I kind of wondered who it was. And I think I think the minute I I heard the slogan, you know, better dead than Pred and once a Predacon, always a Predacon. Like then I was like, oh, you know, and then and then I think it it really solidified when he says my pals Rhinox, you know, th- then I could hear his voice, you know, my pals Rhinox and Silverboat bought it almost immediately, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, you know, like now, then, then I realized it's like, I quickly realized there was no reason for this war, that there was no uh, honor. Fortunately, I know someone who has plenty of this stuff. Unfortunately, Chopperface had been captured and tossed in Pharaoh Max detention center. And like, I think the minute I got to the second page, I went, "Oh, okay, that's who's narrating." But even when they like show him, like, I I don't know that I was like, "Oh, look, there's Rat Trap." Do you know what I mean? Because I get that it's like an alternate universe, and maybe I'm not supposed to immediately recognize him as Rat Trap. But that that was kind of my my first impressions of of this and and I was kind of surprised because I think to, just to take it back a step it's like my first impressions of the story reading it you know outright like just reading the story in the Transformers Club comics whereas I guess watching that basics video and seeing McFeely's breakdown of it 
I kind of just thought it was going to be like this little one shot where it's it was just going to be a story about Rampage and Transmutate, and that's all there was going to be to the story. And I mean, basically, by the time you get to, you know, once you get past the prologue, I'd say it's a little more like what I was expecting with some twists and turns. But still, like, basically, you, you get a better understanding of of what the story really is when you, you know, of course, when you read it for yourself. But yeah, and it's funny because <laughs> aside from this prologue, like no one in the, pro- well, aside from in the prologue, like no one aside from rampage and transmutate really play a big part in beast wars uprising as a whole, like hmm. botanica rat trap, like those other guys, Dinobot, like they're mentioned in passing, but like they don't really have like, the show cast is not really in the spotlight, like in in Beast Wars Uprising, like Rampage, Black Arachnia, and Cheetor. Like the, those three, like have fairly significant role, roles. Oh, and uh, Me- Megatron's crew, basically, like they 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 have their own little like gangster sort of like. Well, uh, I think you probably I think McFeely mentioned it, but they did a story like telling sort of the origin of like Beast Wars Scorponok. And what the, what it is, it's, it's like a parody of, like, Breaking Bad or something, where Megatron is, like, Walter White and Scorponok is, like, Jesse Jesse Pinkman or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, and, you know, Megatron's, like, you know, trying to get, break into the underworld or whatever, and Scorponok's kind of his, like, Jesse or whatever. Like, every, yeah, Optimus Primal is, like, dead before the, like, story even begins. Like, and, like, yeah, like, a lot of people just are fade into the background. But, yeah, let, let me, um, uh, let me go to the wiki page and, like, read, like, the actual, like, I'm, I'm not going to read every issue, but the, the, they have, like, an overview synopsis of the whole story and, like, oh, oh, you know, their creative team. So let me read that and we'll just get into that. Um, this story arc was written by uh, S. Trent Troop and Greg uh, Sepalak. Um, oh, and the prologue was written by uh, Jesse Wittenrich and Pete Sinclair. Um, art duties are handled by now, like I said, uh, Naoto uh, Tsushima and uh, Evan Gaunt on colors and uh, letters by Jesse Wittenrich. And uh, yeah, the synopsis of Alone Together is on a dystopian Cybertron, Transmutate is part of a small cell of rebels who are protesting the war that their kind are forced to take part in by their cruel masters. Her group breaks into the Feromax Detention Center to rescue their leader, Dinobot. However, Transmutate is captured. She and Rampage are placed on a ship bound for Garrus 16, which is attacked and destroyed, resulting in the pair landing on a desolate planetoid. They eventually find each other, but discover they are not alone. They're guests of the Destructons. Destructon leader Lord Imperius Delirius believes that the pair will be of tremendous value as allies. But Transmutate rejects his story, having been betrayed before. Delirious then attempts to coerce them forcefully with his Delirious fire, but the pair are strong enough and the Destructons are forced to leave them alone to await rescue by their own kind. So yeah, this was like, you know, as, as, like Derek said, like, aside from the prologue, this is sort of a spotlight on, like, Rampage and Transmutate. And, like, I thought you, I would also thought, like, you'd get a kick out of this story because, like, the villains are, like, the Destructons yeah. from, like, the yeah. 3D Transformer mm-hmm. comics that mm-hmm. we, we reviewed, like, on this show, like, long, long, long ago. Like, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, that uh, was cool. That was cool to see them in color. Like that was neat. Yeah, because like, I think that's the first time I can think of ever seeing those guys in color before, and it was a nice surprise too. Like that's kind of what I was trying to get at without spoiling it. But that you know, I, I, I think you know sometimes you just watch those videos and kind of think, oh yeah, so it's some some lovey-dovey thing where Rampage and Transmutate get stuck on the moon together or something. Like, I, I don't know what I thought it was, but, you know, like, b- basically the the fact that, like, you know, okay, yeah, they, they kind of confront one another when they crash land, but then, uh, you know, soon they are, you know, allies by circumstance, and then, and then they run into the Destructons, you know, and then that makes them, you know, e- even more allied than they were before and i thought that threw like a nice i don't know that 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 i thought was kind of cool it threw a nice twist into things it's funny though because i don't i don't know like like part of me again it took me a minute to kind of i i mean i think until just right now i think i didn't completely understand the wham bam thank you ma'am first page of chapter two you know, like, 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 uh, I, I guess because to, to me, I felt like something was missing because the, the prologue ends with her having that conversation with Rampage. And I, I don't think it, to, to me, it seems like I guess what I'm what I'm missing or what I was supposed to have been filled in on. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. Right. But they didn't show us the attempted jailbreak. And I don't even know if Dinobot got jailbroke, but. It seems like, I guess, not long after the prologue, Transmutate was was arrested, tried, sentenced, and thrown in the cryotubes, just like Rampage was. Not not too long after the events of the prologue. Yeah. So that's... did I? Okay. Because because like like part of me like looked at that and I'm like, wow, it goes by so fast, and I I don't think I picked up on everything that was in that page. And now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, okay, I think I understand what what they were trying to sort of force feed you real quick. But I think that the, the, I don't know. To me, the the prologue to to the the next part, like the, there's something jarring about that to me, I guess, if that makes sense, where I, I, I don't know that I completely picked up on that. But I think once once I got past all that, I, I felt like the story flowed really well, like that. I just I understood, you know, what was going on and, and the connections between, you know, Transmutate and Rampage and then and then throwing in that, you know, that third faction, that curveball that kind of, you know, basically once once the two protagonists come to the understanding, right, that you do the whole, the, the whole Marvel routine, you know, they, the, the, the hero and the other hero show up together, they fight because there's a misunderstanding. And then they, and then they kind of, you know, once they, they, you know, figure out that they're neither side is, is, you know, a party to the wrongdoing and they team up, they usually team up against, you know, some kind of third party in that, you know, in this case is the Destructons, which, of course, was a nice surprise. But, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's kind of how I took it. Believe it or not, Lord Imperius Delarius, like, is the big bad of Beast Wars Uprising. Ah, like, he, okay. he returns twice. Like, um, eventually, like, the crew of the dinosaur, you know, from Beast Wars Neo, uh, come to rescue Rampage and uh, uh, transmutate. And uh, some of them stay behind on that planet to establish a new colony there. 
and Rampage ends up going back to Cybertron to like, you know, take part in the resistance or whatever. And like uh, Lord Imperius Delarius like downloads himself onto the ship and like eventually like, well, it's it getting into it, but eventually the, the climactic battle of Beast Wars Uprising is Rampage versus Lord Delarius again, like for a third okay. time. Okay. So like, yeah. But like yeah, he's he, what do you call it? Does, I think does that make does that make Lord Delirious Imperius the the Magneto of uh, yeah, Wars or, or, or maybe like Mister Sinister or something? Okay. I don't know. But okay. like yeah, he yeah he him and Rampage are like the two. Like I mean, like you 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 would argue that Lyo Convoy is kind of like the the main character of Beast Wars Uprising, but Rampage is definitely if Lyo Convoy is the Cyclops, then Rampage is like the Wolverine, basically. So okay. But yeah, like I, I like it, it was good to see them. Like I remember when I first saw them, like in color, I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like you know, like you said, you only ever saw them in black and white. Right, right. Like I like they the fan club even provided like profiles for all of them, like over the course of those issues. So because of that, did they ever like? Because I know, I know, based on this, right? There were there were fan club toys based on Transmutate, which was what an RC. Uh, repaint yeah. or something, and then and then I'm guessing, and you know, I don't know, I may be way off, but was was Rampage like just a, a Megatron repaint? Yeah, Transformers Prime. Megatron. Okay, okay, that's like yeah, because it, it looked yeah, yeah, it looked like Megatron with like a new head or something. Okay, yeah, so they, they I guess I wasn't like a little off. X okay. on his chest. Yeah, did they ever? They they never made any toys of Imperius Delirious or no, did they? No. Okay. It's it's sad because like the the theme of Botcon 2016 was originally planned to be like Beast Wars Uprising and they were going to make a bunch of toys based on it but then that got like X-nade and they did mm. something it that turned out to be much worse but okay. uh, I think they said like uh, Chris McFeely said in like the basics video, it's like, well, it doesn't seem like likely that they'll ever revisit this because like it's, you know, it's tied up with a property or a company that no longer has the rights to do it or whatever. But like, uh, I, I think, um, the, the kingdom, uh, Grimlock that they released that, that was a repaint of Dinobot. Uh, it, it's said on his box, like based on his appearance in Beast Wars Uprising, when like Grimlock does get his like Beast Wars body, like in in this sh- like series. So like that, that was a yeah. I was like, well, that's a weird pull to put on a toy box, but you know, like okay. But yeah, like I I I love like I said I love the art in this because it's you know it, it's not only is it like you know so, an artist like I I previously really liked you know growing up and like I I didn't expect to see him like, like draw something like in quote unquote modern times I guess but you know he actually he he was a manga artist and he like it, this is like the first time I've seen his art in color so I mean like that's a like huge deal. And it's something it's something I wish they would do like more often, I guess, with Transformers is get like some of the manga artists to like draw like, you know, mm-hmm. U.S. comics like, you know, it's something you don't see very often, like in the in the industry in general, I feel like. So but like what, what did you what did you think of like the art in this? I enjoyed the art. I mean, like like I said, the the, the thing that was the most difficult struggle for me to get over was that that prelude you know before but i i think once once i got past that i 
I, I found most of the characters, you know, I, I get that it's a different universe. And I think, I, I think maybe I had the advantage of having been told, you know, by you or by McFeely or whoever, like that, that this was transmutate, you know? So, I mean, I kind of had it in my head, okay, I'm reading a story about transmutate and rampage and, and having that in my head ahead of time, it, it made their visuals seem really clear. And I, of course, I remember the, the Destructons from the 3D comics, right? So there's not, at that point, there wasn't so many characters that I had to wrap my head around. And and I think for the most part, I enjoyed like a lot of the art. Like I really liked that, you know, the, the, the splash at the end where Rampage first like sneaks up on Transmutate. Like that's, that's a really cool splash and everything. And then, and then, you know, most of the other uh, stuff, you know, like the splash of the, the the destructons at the end when they they reveal lord imperius delirious like that's that's again a pretty good money shot of of all of those characters but i think that the rest of the 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 story you know flows as far as like you know understanding what's going on like i mean i i and then i did enjoy like i i think my other favorite is probably the 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 panel where transmutate goes all gohan on lord imperius delirious like like that that moment where she i guess unlocks her potential or whatever you want to refer to it as and and kind of like just you know unleashes her her you know key energy or whatever the hell's going on there and it just like blows him away into the wall like that i thought was a pretty cool shot as well yeah, I liked um, the rendering of their, like, mindscape when, like, Imperius mm. Delirious did the, you know, Delirious fire thing right, right. to them. And, like, they they were, like, trapped in their own minds. And, like, you know, that, that moment where they sort of connect with each other inside their own minds, like, is a nice, like, artist, like, you know, artistically, it's a really, like, beautiful moment. They draw on each other's, like, strength or whatever. But, yeah, like, I mean... McFeely said in like, you know, the transmutate basics video, like, and he's like, I think he kind of like went back on this, but he kind of said, oh, like the original episode of transmutate hasn't aged too well because, you know, maybe like people would say that transmutate has no like agency. But, uh, you know, I think he kind of went back on that because like, I I don't really agree. He he, it's funny because because when you had me go back and watch the video again, one of the things I ended up doing was seeing his. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, his pinned retraction or whatever, you know, because he kind of said, you know, something to the effect of, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said it's aged poorly. I, I, I think my caveat in general, if uh, if we're going to talk about this for a little bit, is just the, the, the topics that are brought up in that video, I, I kind of feel like I have little to no experience and or insight and or useful knowledge about any of that stuff and and i kind of feel like the most offensive thing to do is just to be like to act like you you like everybody has an opinion right but opinions are like assholes right like so who fucking cares right like if it's not if it's not a uh, educated opinion or, or comes from some place of of knowledge right then then i i tend to think it's it's kind of like people just I don't know, tooting their own horns or whatever. I mean, uh, you know, I I don't even know that I want to go into any of the analogies. I mean, you can if you like. But like to me, I kind of read this 
and just saw kind of like an adventure story. And the only point where it got a little like odd to me is when they go into the one percenter business. But I mean, if 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 someone with I don't know, autism or whatever else they were trying to make comparisons to, like views this as a uh, a positive for them, like that they can see themselves in a fictional character and get some kind of empowerment out of it. Great. Awesome. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, that's fine. When, when I look at it, I kind of think of it as like, what is this, like the, the one percenter fan aura? Like you said, Rampage was Wolverine and Wolverine. It's like Wolverine coming up to Kitty Pride going, yeah, we both got some fan aura, girl. You know, like that's 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 all I saw in it. So I didn't I, I don't know that I read too deeply into it. I mean, I get I get the idea about the original Transmutate episode because, you know, let's be honest in the script in that they call it an it. It is an it. It wasn't a she. Like, I don't care what they originally wrote in the script. It was an it. And 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 it was a very confused, child-minded-like character. And and kind of as you kind of eloquently pointed out, if, if you have a childlike mind in control of a nuclear bomb, that's a danger to everybody. So, again, it, it kind of, to me, I'm like, I don't know what's exactly aged poorly about it. And maybe that's why he had to come back out and retract, because I think I think some people like if you read all those comments, some people are like, I am autistic or I am on the spectrum or I am this or that. And they write fairly eloquently written responses that say, like, don't fucking talk for me. And all these other fictional things that think they're talking for me, like, don't fucking talk for me. Like the way I take that is like when a doctor watches like. I don't know, ER or something and goes, oh, that's complete bullshit. Or when my dad watches something that is set in Vietnam, you know, during, uh, you know, uh, the the Vietnam War and goes, oh, look at this. That's complete bullcrap. Like, that's not right at all. That's not what would have happened. And it comes from a place of experience. So when you see a bunch of people, you know, whatever allegories they're trying to make here, whether it's, you know, I, I don't even feel expert enough to talk about it, but they talk about the, 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 the words that were bandied about were autism and people being on the spectrum. And I don't know enough about that to go into it, but whatever that means to those people, they all came in and kind of espoused their own feelings on that. And, and it seems like, he he overstepped right like and and so that's i mean to me it's like uh well i mean he he's probably done that on more than one occasion but it didn't manage to hit the right chord with the right set of people right until now i think yeah like i i was just gonna say like i i think it was an apples and oranges situation comparing the episode with this story or whatever but like I I do I guess I appreciate him like well the concept that maybe like the original transmutate story like she's not in a position to be a like character that you could do this story with basically like like it would be you can't like if he was saying that this story is like an improvement on the original story like I like you're improving on something that's not the same thing i get i I don't like i don't know how else to put it but but yeah like i mean 
this version of transmutate in this story, like I, I think is like, you know, an interesting character that I think, you know, had obviously had legs to go on to do other things like in, in this universe, whereas original transmutate, like, you know, there's, uh, you know, her, her, they, they had a story they wanted to tell with it, her, you know, whatever. And they told her that that was the end of it. Right. I mean, what, what yeah. yeah. What else? What else is there to tell? I mean, it, it's funny because you you have a. I'm just gonna say it, you have a you have an outrage culture, right? That everybody wants to be pissed off about stuff that happened fucking 20 years ago, you know. And then and then and then they're gonna compare it to this thing. Which how old is this? Like maybe what eight years? Not even ten 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 years. Yeah, eight okay. years. Okay. Yeah, you know. Okay. Fine. So, but but it's it, I, I I don't know. It just. I, I just think he thought he was going to get accolades and pats on the back for for saying that. And and it was a rude awakening when when even the and it's not you or just you. Right. Like it, but even people uh, of that community kind of coming out in mass kind of going, hey, bro, don't talk for me. Don't don't you know what I mean? Like if I want to like. The Beast Wars episode, I think it's just fucking fine, or or vice versa. It's apples and oranges. You know, I like them both. Like, there's no reason to say one's better than the other or whatever it is. You know, as long as it it told its story and got its point across, like it that that worked fine. Leaving leaving that behind, basically, like I like, and I did want to address it, but uh, but yeah, like just in general, like uh, I I think this is a nice like little story and like uh, between you know just the relationship between Rampage and Transmutate yeah. and like they kind of like it, I think you got it on the head where you know you said like Wolverine and Kitty Pride because like you you I mean someone could look at this and say like you know romantic relationship mm. but mm. Of, like as it shakes out like it's kind of um they they kind of have a sibling relationship in the end like like one of the they have a aftermath story like after the like imperious delirious has finally been defeated you know at the end of beast wars uprising and they have the very last story is sort of like an aftermath story and rampage and transmutate go together to meet their creator like and you know who made like performed like experiments and like created like point one percent sparks and whatever and like they you know uh, they it's kind of like some neat like catharsis for them or whatever but uh, this like, I wish like like you said like I wish there was if someone made an audio book or some kind of like you know if it would be awesome if Hasbro or someone like tried to expand on this universe but I don't think they will so I can only um tell you to like read the the books basically and that's right, right, like yeah right. but and that you know that obviously that's up to you but like I, I, like knowing you i'm just like no you know what i'll i'll just uh you know this stuff i could tell you where like it, it like i'm trying to strike the balance between like not spoiling you but also like knowing that you probably won't read it anyway so like you know i you know and i want to tell you about like some cool things but like i think like the 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 portrayal of like hot rod like in this universe i think like you would be interested i guess like cuz it's they say like they 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 only have as i mentioned before like they only have like uh callbacks to like what rodimus prime's like tenure as leadership was like and like everyone has like bad memories of it but like hot rod is like 
Hot Rod is on the side of like the builders, which are like, you know, the rulers of the side mm-hmm. of Cybertron. But he's also kind of like he wants like there to be peace. So like he's like the one good. He's like I'm trying to like it's, it's almost like a Gundam analogy. Like he's like, you know, when like series like say like Crossbone Gundam where like, you know, the Federation is like corrupt or whatever. Right. Or right. Whatever. And like, you, you know, you're on, you're looking at it from the perspective of the rebels, but like, there's always that one good Federation officer who wants to like work like, yeah. you know, yeah. so like Rod, hot rod is like kind of that guy in this story, basically. Like he's the, he's the one like good Federation officer, but yeah, like and, and, and beast wars uprising has a ton of like gun to, like, similar setups to Gundam, but a ton of Star Trek references too. like they, you know, humanity, like I said, humanity has like surpassed like Cybertronians and technology and stuff. And like, they, like there's a ton of interesting stuff, like in regards to that, like they mention you know, a lot about like how the great war, like, you know, spilled onto different worlds and stuff. And finally, like humanity had enough, and they like uh, basically told the Transformers, "Look, you guys can stay in this corner of space. If you leave this corner of space, we're gonna like annihilate you." And that's basically what happens. They eventually get reduced to like staying on Cybertron, and that's how this whole like Hunger Games situation ends up like uh, springing forth. Because like you know, the builders are all like ex Autobots and Decepticons, so they like sort of have a proxy war between the maximals and the predacons but mm. but and it's funny because like this story is only is like i said it's the first sort of real story set in this universe so you don't get a whole lot of a taste of that because it's, it's it's only focused on two characters in this universe but uh well like all i can say is like this is a nice like sort of like spotlight issue in this universe on like rampage and transmute and like that's why I, I wanted to give you like a taste of beast wars uprising i guess yeah yeah no this is cool i mean and then like i was saying to you it kind of but by the time i got to the end of this you know I, I i started like looking at some of the other you know short stories and different comics and things they had in these collector clubs because i've never i've never ever peeled open any of these before now so yeah, like I, I kind of, like I said, I kind of wish there was some way they could officially collect some of this stuff because I'd buy it, but uh, I don't think they can. So you know, you have to uh, uh, less than legally look at it on the uh, interwebs sometimes. But I, I, I think you like people sell back issues of the mag, like the fan club magazine. Mm. But I mean, it's not like you know, not like it comes up often though, right? Yeah, exactly. And I don't think there's anyone selling like here's a complete collection of like the Transformers right, right, right. like fan club magazine. So, like you know, it would be nice if someone like if there if there was some kind of like Disney Plus situation where they're like we we've got we've gotten the rights to like every Transformers comic ever like and they're all in this one library like then I'd be like well yeah I'd pay for that like sure mm. like all the Dreamwave stuff all the like you know stuff that's out of print like yeah. And I, I like I, I I almost looked into like trying to get the rampage toy that they made based on this rampage, but oh, again, okay. he's super ex- yeah he's super expensive, and like I guess it's not he's not too good because he's like based on like I think it's like the deluxe prime Megatron, so he's kind of small, 
Mm-hmm. And they, they, they said like they, the new head they molded for him is kind of tiny too compared to like the body. The body. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. After recording this, a third party version of Beast Wars Uprising Rampage was announced by APC Toys. Mike thanks them for their cooperation. What I, what I do hope is like, you know, in this new like legacy toy line or whatever, they make a new rampage and like, you know, they even, even if it's like, it's just the crab rampage, like I, you know, this uprising kind of like, like, well, like I said, like I, I, I liked rampage, but he was never a favorite character of mine, but like uprising made him like pushed him into that like echelon. Like, uh, and I, I think I like depth charge better personally, but uh, like this, this story, like he does a, so many like cool, like, you know, Wolverine esque things in, in this, in this, uh, continuity and like, uh, and, and I, you know, me, I don't even like Wolverine, but just cause you know, rampage is rampage and he's like, he, he's still the same character as he is in the cartoon. So he's like kind of entertaining, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's rewarding when the dude who's supposed to be like, you know, Hannibal Lecter or whatever is like, he does something like cool or like noble. And you're like, Oh, well like, you know, you didn't expect that. Like, it's almost like he's like, um, friggin' like, uh, Mr. Hyde, like from like league of extraordinary gentlemen or something. Now, now I want to know who depth charges in the X-Men analogy. <laughs> yeah. I like depth charge only shows up. Um, in another fan club story, like a comic story, like he gets like thrown out of that reality into a different reality. And I, I, uh, I think he ends up in shattered glass. I forgot how it went, but like <laughs> he was, he's like a interdimensional bounty hunter or something. And like, he ends up like meeting ultra Magnus and, uh, a bunch of other guys who are trapped on a different prehistoric earth. And I don't, it gets very complicated because of the nature of the fan club, but, like black arachnia is like a really like primary character in it and like her her and it's funny her and Le- lyo convoy kind of have a like thing almost like okay. for a little while but he's like lyo jr get the fuck out of here me and black arachnia have adult things to discuss <laughs> yeah uh-huh <laughs> They repurpose and rename so many like up, Uprising has this thing and it's it's kind of cool, like, but it's also kind of like weird where they it's a cultural like they established. A, it's a cultural faux pas in like the Uprising universe for two Transformers to have the same name. Mm. So like whenever there's two Transformers that have the same name, they always like differentiate it by doing like giving it like a, they're a, putting a hyphen in it or like spelling it differently. And like they point out that like Rampage has the same name as like, you know, the G1 Predacon or whatever. But then they're like, yeah, but it's Rampage. Like he doesn't give a shit about like faux pas or anything. Mm. So, but you know, th- there's like, they, there's the MicroMaster Blackout, all one word, and then there's like the like full size Transformer Blackout with a like hyphen in between it. So like I am hyphenated, good sir. Yeah. <laughs> so like everyone has their own name, even if uh, you know what do you call it? it's it's spoken the same. It might be spelled differently. Cybertron and all its hyphens belong to me. <laughs> But yeah, I like I said, I think you'd like some shit like like the X-Bots are really like entertaining. Like they find a, a the corpse of a sweep 
and they like rejigger him back into like aircraft mode. And then they make that their like plane and they call it like the X jet. So it's like their black. <laughs> plane. Like... That, that does sound very X-Men. And even look, <laughs> I think I mentioned this, but even what one of my least favorite characters ever Rotor with a hyphen, like gets a like minor role in this story. Rotor. Rotor. He-Man. Rotor. Stupid, dumbass He-Man. Rotor. Yeah. Feel the power of Rotor. Rotor. I could do this all day long. But yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. Like, I just wanted an opportunity to gush about Beast Wars Uprising because I think it's like, like I said, it's probably one of my favorite Transformers stories. Like, it's one of my favorite, like, it's my second favorite Beast Wars, like, focused continuity. Like, and, uh, like, I almost, like, um, when we watched Kingdom, that the way they, like, dealt with the Beast Wars characters in Kingdom was they said, oh, they're from a, like, you know, dystopian future where, like, you know, the Great War decimated everything. And I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of like Beast Wars Uprising. Not quite, but much much like everything those Netflix shows did, it's like they they throw you a bone... And then you look at you look at the bone and there's like rotten meat on the bone, basically. But yeah, I mean, a- anything else like you? Well, no, I was just going to say it's perfectly acceptable. It's perfectly fine to to bring something that you want to gush about. Right. Like and that's, you know, and this this is fun. This is cool. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I had a good time reading it. I thought it was cool. Sweet. All right. Well, why don't you do our usual uh, spiel? All right. Well, uh, if you have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can reach us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us over on the fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. And we can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And we are on Apple Podcasts. And you can contact us, if you should so choose, on the social medias. We're on Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So you can reach us there, if you so choose. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, this is Mike, then, signing off. This is Derek, Derek WC, signing off with my imperious, delirious, like, uh, gonna make you uh, uh, have psychedelic visions flash. (laughs) That was a cool page. Like, yeah. when he does his delirious fire, and, like, he's got all those eyeballs inside his mouth or whatever. He's given like, he's all the Japanese kids seizures. Yeah, like, right? Uh-huh. Pokemon or something. I guess so, yeah.
He's, How's he's, that gonna win? Appa- yeah. Apparently, he's he's supposed to be like John Travolta or something, like oh. Bill Barbarino. Hey, uh, yeah. So, yo, uh, yeah. <laughs> Optimus, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, uh, get you out of the airlock. Oh, hey, yo. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, I was just, I don't know. When I was reading it, for some reason, like occasionally, it was like, I'm Optimus. I'm <laughs> gonna win. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Optimus. I'm a gonna win. <laughs> when Optimus like shoots him, he's like, wow, 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 wow,